0: I'm so excited about this journey. They are different, but they are not less. It's their weakness, Mm -hmm. but it also becomes their strength. Mm -hmm. You've got to be your child's advocate Mm -hmm. because they have nowhere else to go. Mm -hmm. And they need this. They're the next gen. They are the next in Mm -hmm. line to be great in this world. Mm -hmm. And they can be if they have the right support from their parents.
1: In our informative talk with Lerato and Cherise. Hi. Hi! How are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, good. I'm so happy to start this journey with you, and it's our first time. I'm excited. Very Nerv- excited? Nervous? Nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, we're starting it and we're doing it, really? and we'll be talking everything about additional needs, education, helping teachers, parents. Yeah and yeah everything else that we need to talk about yes, yes. yes. and uh we on the we are at the ue it's very hot right now and we're enjoying the weather mm-hmm. and yeah. not so much not so much <laughs> <laughs> It's very hot no. it's, yeah, yeah it's very it's hot yeah. yeah yeah and we're still having weather now yeah yeah winter yeah versus heat
0: yeah, yeah.
1: the weather could be better all righty let's get into it yes yeah. Our business for today, and we were talking about our life experience, yes. especially in the UAE and in the educational sector, that is particularly. And yeah, let's start. Where did we meet? Yes, oh yes. Yeah, and when?
0: Sure, a few years back um, at a school in the UAE where my kids go to. Laratu uh, worked in the same department, which is like an inclusions team. Uh, to help those who just require extra needs, whether it be maths, or language, or social skills. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Laurent was working there and her and I have been connected since. She's been a great help for my boy, uh, Brendan, which is 14 years old. Uh, he's been diagnosed with dyslexia the year that we moved
1: to the UAE. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's yeah. how the journey started. Yeah. And to be honest, one thing that um, intrigued me and what I loved about you when we first met is how you were so involved. For the first time, seeing a parent teaching teachers <laughs> and coming to school and telling us, this is what you can do to enhance my my boy's uh, education and in how he can be able to learn. And I was like, wow, I've never seen this before, you know, and that's how it started. And I would actually go out and I remember, particularly, you gave us two books, me and my manager, we were reading it and I was like, "Shh, wow, this is just incredible. And I was just opened to another world. And yeah, it has been quite a wonderful journey to understand inclusion. Uh, within the mainstream, because I know back home, it's something that we didn't do much, and we didn't know anything about it. And a lot of people are crying out, and they have kids; mm-hmm. they don't know what's going on. Um, in the olden days, corporal punishment was still there, and they'll be beaten up because they're they're not learning. And I remember some of the kids used to saying that, you know, when the teacher is teaching, I. Understand what they're saying, but when I have to do it on my own, I can't. And teachers would think that uh, yeah. they're just stupid, or they don't want to learn, or they're naughty, yeah. all of these things, you know, and only to find out. It's just they learn in a different way, and mm-hmm. we need to understand that. And in the past four years of my journey in the UPE, <coughs> it has really helped me working with in the inclusion department and also being a teacher, has really helped me so much to understand all of. Uh, the needs that children have in school and what we can do as teachers what parents can do and what kids can do themselves to help themselves and to understand the curriculum so it has been quite an interesting journey but I just want you to just take us through your journey Brendan we want to know and how did you notice that there's something different
0: It started when he was about, when he started, he walked early and he called early, but at that time it was like, wow, oh, my child's early with okay. <laughs> walking. So that's usually the response you get because your kid learns all these new things and you apparently you're so excited. Yeah. So that was the first thing, but I didn't notice at the time. And then it started with sensory uh, things, like uh, if we play outside, he would walk all along the concrete pathway instead of on the grass, like he would avoid the grass at all costs. So he didn't like certain textures, which is part of what he has. Um, It's a sensory integration uh, difficulties, and then he didn't speak up until before he turned three, so he did occupational therapy from two and a half, he did, uh, and once, I can't remember when we started speech, so we did speech as well, he was assessed at school uh, the different schools that he was at at the time, and when he was five, turning six, that's usually grade R mm-hmm. in uh, South Africa, they would uh, start doing a bit more of preparation work for them to be ready for the first year in primary, and that's where he started finding it very difficult. So he used to cry to go to school, which he never used to do, and the teachers would call me in hey, saying that he's got struggles, that he... He's, he just falls, mm-hmm. he just cries and he mounts down. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's five, that's mm-hmm. very soon, it's very early, it's not even in primary school yet. So then the school actually actually suggested we take him to an uh, educational psychologist. So we've seen three. Sure. I got more than one opinion. And he saw a neurologist as well. And everybody uh, that we saw at the time, um, said that he had ADHD or diagnosed him with ADHD, I, uh, my motherly instincts kicked a little bit against it because a lot of things didn't make sense at the time based on what the professionals explained. There was a whole bunch of other things. I can't think of it at the top of my head right now but uh, yeah so I decided to just take tackle it on my own mm-hmm. and do research and other people and get connected which is exactly what I did and observe him myself and see what happens when we do schoolwork and I could see there was a lot of difficulty he yeah, had a lot of anxiety stressing very quickly and, um, and yeah that's how the journey started Eventually, finally after many years of moving him into schools trying to get educational psychologists involved and getting speech therapy involved and He was actually in a special school that specifically worked on the spectrum kids. So Mm. he would have the high spectrum children and the low spectrum children. And it was a lovely place to Mm. me because they had a sensory room Mm. and uh, there was a speech therapist on board. There was uh, children kinesthetic uh, programs on board. There was occupational therapy on board. It was just amazing. But um, I didn't, my whole thing was I didn't want to put him on medication. Mm. Um, I wanted to find what it was and to try and guide him and make him use his strengths, which he has, mm-hmm. because they do have mm-hmm. such lovely strengths. And that was how our journey started. Before we moved to the UAE, my uh, sister in law told me just try this one lady, just mm-hmm. this once, once more. <laughs> because eventually I'd stopped everything because I didn't mm-hmm. want it to think that there's something wrong with him. Mm-hmm. And we just carried on on our own. I tried different programs, we did a whole bunch of different things. We continued with occupational therapy, and then I went to this lady that my sister in law asked me to go to, and that was our oh, moment. <laughs> yes, oh, it was amazing. Everything she explained, just it was just to the T, and it absolutely made sense uh, from a scientific point of view. From symptoms, everything just the puzzles just fit and it was just amazing. I, I was actually happy mm. to know that we finally know what it is and now we can move forward and we can work from there. Mm. And then the research
1: continued. It was just it was amazing. Oh. So how long did it take? He was
0: diagnosed when he was ten. Ten. So from five to from ten it was five years. Or five
1: years. Wow. Five years, wow. yes. So, in my mind, while you're just talking, I'm thinking, you as a mother, how did you feel, all of that processes and all of that, obviously your child's been labelled with different, uh, I would say, names in terms of, would um, say, obviously the medical field, that yes. is, that he has this, he has that, and that, and like you're saying, your mother instinct is kicking in saying that, no, there's something more to it, uh, yes. I, I just need to find it, and Sometimes it's quite easy to say your child has this, and this is the medication, and life continues. Yes. But you didn't stop at that. You did research. You you continued doing it. But how were you feeling all of in that process? That process of you trying to find out what could be something different with Brendan. It was quite challenging. It was lonely
0: <laughs> because you can't justify it or you can't explain it, but you just you just have this this God-given instinct mm. that God has placed this with you know, mm. and you just gotta you just gotta go with that. Yeah, and um, it was very difficult. I'm not gonna lie; it was really difficult because I didn't have the facts to back what I'm feeling. Mm. <laughs> just it's just. That's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm happy because there were many times where I would sit and think maybe I should just give him medication, just mm-hmm. go for it, and maybe it'll just be easier. But many times I was I just had this voice, Charlie, Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad yeah. I listened to that voice because oh. we're on a very different path now, and I'm yeah. I'm so happy that we,
1: yeah. Uh, and oh, you're yeah. you're also now doing homeschooling with the boys yes. and he's loving it, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, yes. yeah because I have seen mm-hmm. the difference with him being in school because obviously being in school, and I'm not saying at any point that the mainstream school does, is not inclusive. No. It is, especially yeah. in UNE. However, I have seen particularly with Brendan how he has blossomed with using the strategy of being at home mm-hmm and obviously exploring certain things that obviously at school you have boundaries, there's structure and all of yes. that. But uh, being at home has brought another side yes. that would help him to blossom, help him to be more creative yes. with what he has because the curriculum is not so concrete like it would be yes. uh, in the normal school certain. So do you think you made it Best decision. I don't want to say a good one, but a best decision.
0: I, yeah, we never know as parents.
1: Right. Yeah, we never know.
0: So you just gotta have faith, pray, and mm. just go for it. Yeah, pray. <laughs> yeah. So pray is a big thing. Yeah. Um, so that has been my absolute strength, mm. and uh, yeah, I think versus from school versus where he is now, I think it was the right decision. Mm. Yeah. And you know, it's like anything else is trial and error as we go. Yeah, trial and error. It really is. I'm just saying, It's the only way I can give myself to Yeah,
1: But yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, surely it is. This life, it is all full of trial and error and trying to know what best you can do. Especially as a parent, it's not easy for all of us because you think it's best but tomorrow it's the worst, oh, yeah. the following day you'd like oh but I think I made a good decision about this yeah. so yeah and how did this change your life um yeah the past five years trying to find out because obviously you have to adjust how you do things yes. um, from the traditional way of raising a child that would be classified normal you know, and how, how has that changed your life or also your parenting style? Also challenging, <laughs>
0: you know what, and actually I've read a book once and um, I'm sure we'll dive into that topic at a later stage. A lovely, lovely parenting uh, training book that the one specific thing that stood out for me was that when we have children, we tend to put on this cap of we're in charge we know what we're doing mm-hmm. we're gonna this is how it's this is parenting this is, you must listen we have We sort of carry this um i'm trying to find the right word to explain it but uh, i can't think of it now we have
1: uh, the authority. Sorry. yes
0: like an authority mm-hmm. and um but we don't realize that even though we have, they are little they have their own personalities mm-hmm. And we also need to adapt with them yeah. because it's a completely different thing yeah. to be a parent, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, they've got personalities, they're individuals, God has created each one perfectly mm-hmm. and unique and we have to find ways yeah. around each other mm-hmm. together, you know. So it was uh, it was different for me. I, kept, I mean, I was a working parent. Mm-hmm. I was in the construction industry, then I switched up to studies, I did musician courses, and then, and then that's it. When everything happened with Brendan, and I. it was a big decision, but I do not regret it to this day, because I know there's a, there's a, many doors that will open for him, and yeah. he has that you know that advantage for him in life,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I know a lot of parents don't have, mm-hmm. a lot of children don't have. So I'm very fortunate yeah. to have had that decision that I could make to help him and guide him through. Yeah, that's special.
1: Yeah, I don't yeah. regret it at yeah. it. <laughs> all. It sounds amazing that uh, you had to take a life changing decision for you to be able to make sure that Brendan is in a place where in the future he will be uh, secured, he will be able to interact with the world because sometimes um, kids that are diagnosed uh, especially also with autism and all of that they struggle to go outside to socialize they struggle to even find jobs because of how they're raised because they're they're secluded saying that you have this you're not part of us you can do this you can not uh, take cues all of those things then they start to pulls up and, pull yeah. and be in the shell, you know. And that's dangerous. Yes. You don't want that happening yeah. She's There's an autistic woman. I'm
0: sure a lot of people have heard of her. Mm-hmm. Her name is Temple Grandin. Mm-hmm. And she is, uh, She think she's got Asperger's, but she mm-hmm. has this amazing journey. She does a lot of uh, talks, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people that interview her. And uh, she explains that even though she was autistic, and back in her days, I think she's, over 60. Mm. I could be wrong, but she's quite old. And uh, she explained that even though you have autism, in her childhood, she was always raised that there's still boundaries. Mm. And she went to university. She Mm. went to school, she went to university, mainstream. And I mean, they didn't know at the time, but the things that they find, they adapt. Mm. You find ways and things and they adapt. And that's... It's sort of, it's like a bittersweet. It's their weakness, mm-hmm. but it also becomes their strength. Yeah. You know? Sure. She, uh, she's amazing. Yeah. You have to go check her out, she's yeah, really awesome. Definitely can check her out. And that's one thing that I took from her, is that even though we have children with different kinds of needs and different learning abilities, mm-hmm. and whether it be strengths and weaknesses altogether, they still, they find coping mechanisms. They really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Brendan has a sensory thing where he has, a, he can't around big groups or noisy places. Mm. So he has noise cancelling headphones that he wears, for instance. Mm. But he tries not to wear them until it's absolutely necessary. So he'll carry them around his neck mm. and when it's absolutely necessary, he'll put them on. Sure. So wow. to see that drive, that no, mm. I'm not going to use that as an excuse. I'm pushing through. I, mm. you know and they've got this amazing something else you know Mm -hmm. about their Mm drive that just becomes their superpower which is amazing which is just one time you
1: know there's so many others yeah and one thing i look specifically with brendan is how empathic and compassionate he is is. like when i met him like wow this boy like there's just something about him that even most kids you would greet them good morning good morning how are you good uh, how was your weekend your weekend is good but brendan is one of those kids that will ask you how are you Mr. wow okay i'm good how was your weekend <laughs> so i'm like oh okay my weekend is good because you didn't expect it you don't even know how to answer it yes and i started whenever i would ask him how he is i would actually how I'm feeling because he's going to ask me back, and he's so genuine about it. And I don't want to just say it for the sake of saying it. You know, I also want him to have to have that relationship with him. So yeah, they're so compassionate, so empathetic. Like he he's just a lovable boy in so many ways, as much as he's different in so many ways. And when I say different. It's not in a bad way that people would think, no. it's just he learns differently from the maybe 80% of other kids how they yes. learn and it's something that we need to embrace, it's something that we need to understand that he's not different. He's different but he's not different yes. at the same time. I don't know if I'm making no, sense. Totally, totally. You know, so yeah. it, it I'm so excited about this journey, I'm so excited talking about Brendan and right right now because I really see uh, the good that all of this situation has brought us and has made you as a mother to change, has made me as a teacher to change and see things in a different way, you know. And with that being said, we, we, we're so excited to start our journey yes. and what do you think What to tell Um, viewers? We're going to be giving them Uh, the first thing that I just thought of now was they are
0: different, but they are not less. Yes. Yes. And when you mentioned that now, that just popped up, and that's Mm -hmm. something that came from Temple Brandon. She Mm -hmm. keeps saying that in any. uh, She actually made a children's book as well. Yeah. And she mentions it. Remember, you are different, but you are not less. You're different. It's powerful. That is very powerful. powerful. Um, so yeah, it is quite a journey for parents, teachers, anybody who works with these children, I mean them, the, children, the child themselves, but uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel, yeah. <laughs> and yes. what I do want to say is that uh, as a parent it is daunting, especially if you know nothing of these things, I mean mm-hmm. we didn't study mm-hmm. to be anything, whether it be a neurologist, <laughs> whether it be an educational psychologist, and I do... Uh, respect all those mm-hmm. <clears throat> disciplines, but there is something about a motherly instinct that yeah. I feel should not be ignored. Mm-hmm. And uh, the best thing I can say is, if parents, it is daunting, but if parents educate themselves, mm-hmm. and this is a choice, the, the less daunting it becomes, and the more you could have, I always call it having a checklist to work off of, and just eliminating things that are not mm-hmm. So that you get closer to what it could be. Mm. Because when you know what it is that you're dealing with, it's so much better. Because I mean, we have internet. Mm. You know? Yeah. As a kid, we didn't have that. We had libraries. So
1: <laughs> now there's so much on the internet. Yeah. You just, everything exactly. in the internet. You just Google. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Everything you just Google. Exactly. I want <laughs> to cook, Google. <laughs> yes. I want to run, Google. Yeah.
0: So yeah. we have that great advantage, I feel. Yeah. So as a parent, don't give up. You know, you've got to be your child's advocate because they have nowhere else to go and they need this. They're the next gen. They are the next in line to be great in this world. And they can be if they have the right support from their parents and teachers and whoever else, you know, anybody that deals with children, they need this Mm. to become what
1: God has meant for them to become, you know? Yeah. Wow. Wow. that is so powerful yeah you're really (laughs) so that's all I can say (laughs) you're such an inspiration I must say you're really an inspiration to me to teachers to parents I I believe someone out there would really relate to your story and yeah I'm so excited I don't want to (laughs) lie about this journey I (laughs) am so. I'm really really excited and we'll be giving out tips uh, in how you can identify whatever need your child has specifically, mm-hmm. and uh, like you said, checklist. Uh, yes. will we'll be giving a checklist. Yes. We're we'll giving up the website. Yes. Uh, uh, what's this? Technology. technology. Yes, assistive technology. Yes, assistive technology. So technology. Many, yeah. yes, yes. So there's yeah. many things we're going to talk about. We're yeah. going to talk
0: about. Um, so uh, like I mentioned, reading has to be dyslexia, mm-hmm. but it's not just that. There's uh, sensory integrations. There's uh, uh, Erlen syndrome, which mm-hmm. is another topic we'll discuss. And oh, there's so many uh, on occupational therapy with the sensory stuff. There's a whole bunch of uh, branches we're gonna tackle there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, neurological stuff, scientific yeah. stuff. There's just there's so much to talk about to give people awareness, right? Yes. To create this yes. Awareness, because yes. that's what we wanna do. We wanna help. Yeah teachers, parents,
1: children, everybody. Everybody. In these kids. And it's one of the things that I was just thinking about, that someone could say, my child is okay. Yeah. I don't need to listen. But uh, you have a friend that has a child. Exactly. You know, uh, you have an aunt, whoever that can be. Or you know a child specifically, that you know that this child, they have yeah. said names, they've given the child names. Maybe this could be a platform that you could learn some things for your child or for the friend's child or whoever. Yeah. And also as teachers, we'll be giving our pointers for teachers. How do you deal with them in the classroom because sometimes all of this specific um, specialists, they're quite expensive. Yeah. So what can I do? I'm a teacher, I have 30 students in the classroom, yeah. how do I deal with this one specific, specific child? That is quite different with the other kids. Yes. You know, So uh, we'll be given that. That's so, another journey actually,
0: something that I missed in the journey was uh, the financial aspect yes. of it that you go through as as a parent, you know that you don't uh, budget for, mm-hmm. and uh, if you don't know, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying, yeah. if parents can get
1: yeah, themselves educated, I mean, you've already got a great advantage. Yeah, you know, because mm-hmm. all of these um, specialists—they need money. You have to pay for assessment. You have to pay for more, I'll say, products to use because they don't use just normal pens; they use different pens. All of these things are costly, and things will be tested, and how you can work around it in your is with what you have, using what you have to enhance your child's education. I can stop her yes, <laughs> so much, so much, so much to do and so much to say. But we shall end for today, and yeah, that's that's it for today. And I'm so happy that we have started this journey together, and yeah, so excited, and we'll be taking a podcast in. there's many, many, many other things that we don't want to say. Stay tuned.